Hey gang, this is Pastor Rob Gross. Uh, glad you're listening in today. This uh, week's podcast is entitled uh, Staying on the Ancient Path. And let's add a colon there, the realm of trust. And so th- this is an exhortation that I want to give based on a message that I gave in church a couple weeks back. Where I, where I explain and break down one of the keys to staying in God's rest. And that's uh, learning to stay in the realm of trust. So hope you enjoy it. God bless. Here we go. Uh, as I was headed home the other day from my daily morning walk, the Lord whispered to me, and it was so clear. He said, come to me, and I will give you rest, Rob for your weary soul. I don't know about you, but the events of the recent election were just such a collision of of feelings and emotions and from, you know, the height down to the depth. And and I'm sure some of you, um, depending on which end of the political spectrum spectrum you're on, you were either elated or you were depressed. But I think that Either way, the Lord wants us to really rest in the midst of what is now going on in our nation. Anyway, I went home and I listened to the Lord and I laid down and I listened to some awesome soaking music, some instrumental worship, and just lay before the Lord and allowed His presence to just minister to me. And I would like to encourage you to do the same. You know, it says in Jeremiah 6.16, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But interestingly, the verse ends, but they said, referring to the people of Israel, we will not walk in it. In other words, we will not rest. We will not be on your ancient path. And you know, the context of Jeremiah chapter 6 has to do with the prophet Jeremiah prophesying to the people of Israel that some kind of calamity was coming from the north. And little did they realize that Nebuchadnezzar was about to come and drag them off into 70 years of captivity. And the Lord was saying, you know, things are going to be coming against your nation. I want you to rest in me. And they said, no, we will not walk in it. Well, the Hebrew word for pathway is derek, and it means route, road, or way of life. You see, the ancient path is a spiritual dimension where we trust God in spite of our circumstances and as a result of trusting Him, we find supernatural rest for our souls. Many of you are familiar with Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, which say, Trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? With all of your heart. And do not lean. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to make sense of it. Don't try to, you know, logically figure things out so that you understand it. It says, do not lean on your understanding. In all, not some, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him. He is in charge. He's sitting on His throne, unfazed by what's going on in our political realm and in our world today, and even with this whole COVID-19 thing that's raging in our nation right now. It says that if we will acknowledge Him, He will make straight our pathways. Then He concludes, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. In other words, be in awe of Him. Worship Him. 
Remember who he is and turn away from evil and it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. If you've read the book of Ephesians, one of the most amazing letters that Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus, one of the most amazing letters I think in scripture, he lists four realms of God's love, the width, the length, the height, and the depth. The width of God's love is, is accessed when we trust God with all of our hearts instead of leaning on our own understanding. The width is horizontal. It's about our relationship with the Father and our relationship with others, and it has to do with trust. But when we choose to stray away from the ancient path and no longer trust God, we enter a place, a dimension of anxiety, bitterness, confusion, doubt, and fear. I have, like many Americans, felt in the past week and a half the impact of what's going on in our nation today. And I want to say to you that it is a choice to rejoice. Would you say that in your home right now? It is a choice to rejoice no matter what our circumstances are. Well, in the natural, or at least as far as CNN is concerned, we have a new president-elect. Now, I want to stress that president-elect. It is not a done deal. It's not over till it's over. We know that there is a recount going on in many of the states where the Trump organization is, you know, really contesting the election results. And ultimately, the election will be determined at the Electoral College next month when they vote and they state uncategorically who is the next president of the United States. Well, no matter who gets in, God calls us in Scripture to pray for and support our leaders and our president. And I want to encourage you to do, it, do that. But again, I want to stress, it ain't over until the fat lady sings. I don't know what that means, but it's an expression that it's not over till it's over. And so we need to uh, look to the Lord and ask him to, to, for his will to prevail. Well, if there is an impasse due to the recount, the 12th Amendment will kick in and the election will be determined to be null and void. This happened two times in our nation's history, once in the year 1800 and secondly in the year 1824. This is when the Electoral College is even and there is no clear winner. It doesn't look like President Trump will win. We don't know. I mean, many prophetic people have said that he will, and many of you are holding on to, the, to these promises by a thread. We do know this, that if the recount brings the election to a place where everything is even, then, according to the 12th Amendment, our House of Representatives will determine the election's results. The election will be determined to be null and void, and then one representative from each of the 50 states will have the opportunity to vote for the next president of the United States. And so wherever you are in the political spectrum, just be in prayer for our nation. Be in prayer for God's will to be done. Either way, let us make the best of things. That, that is God's heart. Last Sunday, if you recall, I read to you from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7, and verses 10 through 11. This is a passage 
that I think we really need to hold on to. Because you see, in the context of biblical history, Israel had just been taken into set the first of 70 years of captivity in Babylon. They were miserable. They had no priesthood. They, they were torn away from their culture. They didn't understand the language where they were going. They, they, they were going to experience different foods. I mean, can you imagine no longer being here in Hawaii and being forced to live in another location for 70 years? This was the case or the backdrop or the context of Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7 and 10 through 11. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare, you, you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill, fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wel welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And there you have it. God's saying we need to make the best of every situation that we're in through prayer, right? So, but most of all, I want to encourage you. Let's begin to think about spreading the gospel and pointing people to Jesus. That is ultimately the church's call. It's a call that goes beyond politics. In Luke 4, 18 through 19, we read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me or divinely empowered me to proclaim good news to the poor. Are you doing that? Am I doing that? He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see, the Lord is not mad at people. The Lord is not angry at our nation. The Lord wants to reach every person. He wants to bless every household. He wants to bless you. And so we have been entrusted with an anointing if we have received Jesus and the Holy Spirit into our hearts. And that anointing is supposed to bubble up and out through us to touch and transform and change people's lives. I'd like to read to you an email and then share with you a dream that I had yesterday morning from my mom's last caregiver. She's a beautiful, wonderful Tongan caregiver, and we love her dearly. Well, she wrote this letter. Um, Rob, you and Barb have taught me well, and, and I continue to share with others, my clients and some people, even though they are against God. You see, this Tongan caregiver came to Jesus as she was caring for my mom. We shared the gospel with her. I think I've shared this a couple times in previous messages. She said, I share God just like how you explained him to me. But I haven't stopped there. I continue to share and take baby steps at a time only when it is safe to do so and I don't end up with a black eye. Knowing my past previous Tongan attitude, <laughs> I've been amazingly transformed. 
You have changed my life. Now, we didn't change our lives. It was Jesus, but I know what she means. You have changed my life around, and I will be forever remembering you and Barbara for the rest of my life. I miss your family and how the good Lord touched me with his love like I've never experienced before. It was such a beautiful, remarkable atmosphere in your home, a home away from my home, filled with goodness of the truest beauty of our good Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. All praise to Jesus. Wow. You know, this woman has a heart and a desire to go back to Tonga and launch a clinic for diabetes patients because a lot of men and women suffer from diabetes in Tonga. And she has asked us to go down to Tonga and preach the gospel for her. You see, God just wants to open up all these doors for us if our hearts would simply turn toward the gospel. So let's point people to Jesus in the day ahead, days ahead and spread good cheer wherever we go. And whatever happens, let's trust the Lord and stay on the ancient path where there is rest for our souls. Let's not go off the ancient path and go into anxiety. Well, I'd like to share a dream, a very significant dream, I believe, for the body of Christ that I had yesterday morning. My, my, my wife, Barbara, and I were seated in a 787 Boeing jetliner behind the cockpit. Woo! First class. Wow. I just want to say to you, I think this is a symbolic picture of our position as the body of Christ. That as far as God's concerned, we are the head, not the tail. That we are beloved of the Lord. We are his sons and daughters. And, it, and when it comes to authority and when it comes to position and it comes to, uh, you know, we are, we are created for sacred space. We are seated at the right hand of Jesus. We are in the front row. I mean, it was just amazing. Well, in scene two, the pilot made an announcement. Now, I believe this pilot was Jesus. I believe the airplane symbolized or represented the kingdom of God. And why do I say that? Because jet airplanes or Boeing 787s, they move through the air. You see, the kingdom of God moves as the wind of God pushes it wherever he wants it to go. And so the pilot, or Jesus announced, we're headed in a new direction. And all of a sudden, like a F-16 fighter jet, this Boeing 787 took a sharp turn downward and just went way, way down. And I, in the dream, I actually felt like, wow, this is crazy. I mean, it was just a major rush. Well, I do believe, symbolically, the Lord is saying that the kingdom of God is about to fall from heaven down to earth. And there is going to be a major shift in our nation. Do you believe that? That in spite of COVID-19 and all of these, you know, cases that are popping up across the mainland, in spite of what's happened in our election and all the upheaval and the potential civil war in our nation, that God wants to move upon the lost, that God wants to awaken our nation to himself? I believe that with all my heart. Do you believe that? Well, I also want to say moving forward that the plane actually landed. And it landed in London, England, and then France. And I believe the kingdom of God, and after it touches America, it's going to touch the European continent. 
I really believe this with all of my heart. And then finally, I just want to share as I'm going through this dream very quickly today because we need to move on with our service, is that I was outside in the dream, last scene, outside a, mar a modern complex. And Jason and Tisha Lefeld were in the complex teaching Finding Freedom to a group of individuals. Well, I'm so proud of Jason and Tisha, and I want to champion their ministry. I've always felt that way. And so I started taking in the dream pictures of them, left and right, upside and down, from outside and inside, because I wanted to post pictures and lift up their ministry. Well, then all of a sudden I saw to my left a medium's height tree laden with strawberries with all this fruit. And I saw all these leaves down on the ground and I started picking up the leaves and attaching them to the tree. And then the Lord began to speak to me that the seeds from the strawberries have to do with the sons and daughters of God that are being birthed and coming into freedom. You see, I think it had to do with freedom, right? Finding freedom. God wants to free the lost. And we are the leaves of the tree for the household healing of the nations. That's why I was shown London, England, and France. And so people, I believe with all my heart, we're going to see revival and we're going to see an awakening. And I want you to embrace that because if we look just at COVID-19 and we look at the state of, the, the state of our, you know, our politics, I just had a blah, blah, blah there, uh, you know, we can get really depressed and discouraged and we start leaning on our own understanding. Don't do that. Let's trust God. Let's get ready to go through the end of the year and move forward into 2021. I know that's still a bit away, but God is large and in charge and it's going to be an awesome 2021. You know, I, 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 I'm preaching to myself because I found it many, at many times in the last week feeling outright depressed and just wanting to quit. But I've been you know, asking the Lord to build me up and give me something so that I can latch onto it by faith and move forward. And so then he gave me that dream. And so I hope it encouraged you. And I hope today that this word of exhortation to trust the Lord with all your heart, to go to Jesus and rest in him. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening in today. I just wanted to give you an update my wife, Pastor Barb, and I have been working, oh, for pretty much uh, the entire year 2020 as we've been uh, huddling like all of you uh, from COVID-19. And we've been writing this book called Heal the Man, Heal the Land, which is really an in-depth explanation of how to help others uh, break free from their childhood wounds as well as other generational strongholds. And so if you'd like a free e-copy book that's going to be coming out shortly, Go to HealTheManHealTheLand.com and sign up. Uh, again, that's HealTheManHealTheLand.com. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week or, or I'll bump into you next week. Thanks a bunch. Bye-bye.